what's interesting about Digital Underground is that's exactly where Tupac came from. Yeah, he's in that uh, amazing movie, Nothing But Trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they <laughs> perform for the judge with the penis nose. You're talking about Digital Underground. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, I've never seen that movie. Are you being serious when you say that oh, it's a good movie? I'm totally well no okay <laughs> i mean i think it's amazing i thought you were riding the fence there so no, i i think it's amazing and the rest of the world thinks it sucks so mm. i don't know one of us is wrong accelerative thrust everybody i'm uh really glad you're listening to us uh, <laughs> yeah my uh name is dan uh my name is eric and neither one of us are prince uh are what prince you know that song my name is prince no i don't really is it, is you don't it, remember that is it by uh who's it by prince <laughs> Yeah, wait. <laughs> you, uh, you I, I actually me. don't know the song now. No, uh, for real? It's a you good know, one. Well, it, it was a huge hit. Really? My name is Prince. Was it on the Bat Dance? Fuck it. It might have been. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I've ever heard. I don't, you know. Prince Hold is on. okay, but when you mix in Batman, <laughs> pure gold. <laughs> um, I actually uh, saw a zine once. That was exclusively about Prince. It was a zine about Prince. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think basically all it was was just talking about all of his records. Hmm. Did so, they make a lot okay, of copies name, of it? Sorry, I, I, I have no idea. A lot uh, of Prince. <laughs> oh, a lot of Prince. Yeah. God. I'm sorry. I'll take you're, this. I'll take this more seriously. <laughs> You, no, no, that's fine. You're really stumping me today, though. I, normally, no. I'm the one who's not. Okay, so, oh, okay, I, I, I got you, got you. So, my name is Prince. It's actually by the New Power Generation and Prince, oh, okay. but it's on the yeah. it's on the Love Symbol album. Wow. You know when he changes his name to the symbol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My name is Prince, <laughs> and I'm funky. That it's seriously what it th- th- those are the lyrics. So wait, and he says, and I am funky. That's how it that's how it works. I mean unless and I am funky. No, I like I, it. I, I really do so. like it. Yeah, it's good. I, I believe so. I mean, let me uh, let me let me fact check this though for a second before what we else move does, on what, because, what else does he have to say about himself? Well, scene? hold on. Let me <laughs> let me let's do an analysis here. My name is Prince, and I am funky. I got it right. My name is Prince, the one and only. I did not come to funk around till I get your daughter. I won't leave this town. Wow. In the beginning, God made the sea. But on the seventh day, he made me. He was trying to rest, y'all, when he heard the sound. Sound like a guitar, cold getting down. Wow. And then is there a kick-ass guitar solo at that moment? I hope so. Yeah. I tried to bust a high note but I bust a string. My God was worried till he heard me sing. 
And then <laughs> wow. Okay. So <laughs> okay. Well, I mean that's fine. That, yeah. That's fine. Oh my God. I'm just reading along too. And everything's just more about God. Yeah. Him and stuff. And then it says, when you jumped on my D I C K. <laughs> yes. I noticed that too. <laughs> that is, Boy, um... I'll sink you like the ship Poseidon adventure. You know, these might be the best lyrics I have ever read in my life. Yeah. They're amazing. I mean, you're bumping dentures to be cocksure. What is Bumping so, dentures. Wow. You can only assume that that's referring to like a biter. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. You're bumping dentures. <laughs> that is, um, I don't wow. know. That doesn't sound like a good idea. You shouldn't bump your dentures. Like, <sighs> I would think you would break them <clears throat> if you were bumping them. I'm really trying to figure out uh, what this song, what's going on, but. Well, it's insanity. <laughs> as soon as you listen to it, I'll get all it. will be revealed. Okay. All right. You know, sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, did you know, do you remember when Prince, like right before he died, like a week before, he had to make an emergency landing in our region? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he... uh. He had to make an emergency landing because he had flu-like symptoms and they were getting really bad. He was on a flight home from, I don't know, wherever, probably London or something. Hmm. And they had to land, do an emergency landing at the Moline Hospital. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then literally like a week later, he died. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Did you say Moline? Moline. Yes. Hmm. Moline, Illinois. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've wanted to die after going to Moline a couple times. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. Not a big fan, huh? Just kidding. (laughs) QC peeps. Just jokes. QC peeps. I like Moline just fine. I remember there was a pretty kick-ass coffee shop there that I used to play shows at. Oh, what was it called? I think it was called the Chai Cafe or something. Wow. I don't remember. Then it got changed to something else. Um, Peabody's got changed to Peabody's. Oh, I've heard of Peabody's. Yeah. Or maybe, you know what? It might be the other way around. I think it was Peabody's. Then it got changed to the Chai Cafe. But Well, as long as it's not the Pea Cafe. Well, here's the, here's the thing about that. I want to say that you played there before, Eric. Yeah, it does sound really familiar. Uh, that Gimpy show that our enemy Chuck uploaded to YouTube. Oh, right, that that, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I believe that was at Peabody's. Yeah. Now I remember. I mean, I remember the video. I don't remember actual occurrences in my life. My oh, assumption what? is you were probably lumped into a bunch of screamo hardcore bands at that time. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> where else where else were you gonna play unless the pulsars would have invited you on tour? Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think they probably were. I mean, they did well, I guess. But I mean, outside of the uh, the us and the people listening to this show, I bet there's probably twenty five other Pulsars fans. Yeah, there's not very many. <laughs> um, I would suspect. Um, yeah. Oh well. I mean, they're great. But yeah. What are you well, do? I think you know they put out that one album, mm-hmm. and then that was it. I mean, 
But they did perform on Oddville on MTV. Oddville. Oh, did that have puppets and shit on it? Yep. Had puppies, puppets well, and stuff. <laughs> probably not shit, but yeah, <laughs> I kind of forgot that existed till yeah. just now. They always had cool bands on there. They had They Might Be Giants was on there too. Wow. Um, they did uh, Till My Head Falls Off. Great song. And One of my Ween, favorites. Ween were on there and they did uh, The Golden Eel. Great song. Yep. One of my favorites. And then Pulsars <laughs> were on there and they did Submission Song. Great song. Yes, absolutely. One of my favorites. And then I think... I want to say Soul Coughing was on there too. Mm. That I'm not sure. They did. I bet you probably Super Bon Bon or Mm. Soundtrack to Mary or something like that. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Uh, It probably it it would have been during Irresistible Bliss. You know, because that's about the same time that all those records came out. Ninety six, ninety seven, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't know why I remember this pointless shit. Uh, cause you know, I mean, I could, I could like be, I could try and act cool in front of a bunch of people and be like, well, dude, do you remember that time when the Pulsars were on Oddville? And, and you know, I, I could see yeah. how that works out for me. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah. I can relate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can relate. I talk about shit all the time that no one in the world cares about at right. all, even on this show <laughs> this is the perfect podcast for us eric uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the content is a bunch of people who just don't care so you might as well sit back with your sparkling water what flavor my, do you have today i have the lime and watermelon aha lime watermelon wow i just have the aldi uh grapefruit oh that's good it is. It's like a, it's like a non-sweet squirt. Yeah, absolutely. Which That's... was my nickname in high school. <laughs> sweet squirt. Um, do you ever drink soda at all anymore? Like real soda at all ever? Uh, every once in a while. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll have a. I like Dr Pepper. Yeah. And yeah. I like a cream soda here and there. Okay. Yeah. Do you? Were you ever a fan of Squirt? Well, no. I mean, okay. I had it and I thought it was okay. The uh, Ruby Red Squirt to this day, I think, was one of the best sodas ever. And I could never find it anywhere anymore. Huh. I don't see it anymore. But I used to love Ruby Red Squirt. So that was your nickname. <laughs> so not sweet uh, and Ruby Red. Dude, there we I'm go. I'm already sick of us. <laughs> My name is go. Prince and I'm not sweet. Uh, yeah. Word. <laughs> or you could even go a step further and you could do my name is not sweet. <laughs> and then you could start talking about God. Uh. Or the devil. <laughs> the devil might be more your uh. you know, thing. I, I don't know, Eric. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I I have I don't this... know. Yeah, I'm kind of into the devil. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of into the devil. <laughs> I was thinking um, there was this thing that we used to do on the show uh, and it was um, talking about records. Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I remember that. That was cool. Yeah. You want to bring bring, that segment? Yeah, you want to bring it back? Let's bring that segment back. Come on, everybody. 
Chuck is texting me right now. Are you serious? Yeah, Chuck says, it says, and I know it's accelerative thrust. Oh, oh, he was going to go to the Dryad show in Madison and hold up a sign that said accelerative thrust sucks. Did he just text you that? No, he texted me that a while ago, but it's it changed it to accelerating thrust. And then uh, now he just wrote back and said, I know it's accelerative thrust. Spell check just fucked me over. <laughs> Wait, so he's following up on this from like a few days ago? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so really important and interesting to mention. Because he yeah. told me that idea as well. Because, um, yeah, Dryad just played in Madison. Mm, uh, I see. Just got back from a tour, I believe. Wow. They have a new album coming out, though. Really? Uh-huh. Dryad. That's cool. Friend of the show. Yeah, we'll have to give it a listen. Chuck, enemy of the show. Yes. Enemy Chuck's of the, the worst. And now he's texting me in the middle of the show. What an asshole. I wonder if he know. <laughs> does he know that we're recording right now? No. I, oh, he might, though, because I might have told him that. Oh, he, man. But I told him that, like, mm. sometimes it's Thursdays and sometimes it's Saturdays. So, oh, man. Well, I better not start getting texts on Saturdays. <laughs> Actually, that is when he texted me, but at 9 o'clock in the, at night. Mm. He, he sent me a picture of the actual clown from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> The and action. then and then all these uh video games that have to do with Satan and death. Huh. So I, I would assume Doom is on there for sure. Well, no, they're old games. Satan's Hollow, Sinistar, and Death Race. They so all look pretty good. He's a really odd enemy to have. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. He's up to something. We're gonna have yeah, to. Yeah, he's. I don't know what his deal is, but we're man. we're gonna have to uh, figure him out. Now. All I can say is I am sick of hearing from him. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! You know, I look at my phone. It's it it vibrates. I'm like, okay, now what is going on in my life? You know, and then it's just Chuck. Mm-hmm. being quite frankly just being stupid very yeah. stupid i mean i don't know how to say it yeah and it's just a waste of my time yeah. and my energy <clears throat> i just wish he'd leave me alone oh christ <laughs> okay so um <laughs> we are going to be reviewing things that's uh, right yeah that's uh, bringing that's- it back uh, so I'm starting off then. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm talking about my pick. Yeah. First. Okay. So. Come on, everybody. It's record time. My pick this week is uh, from a group called Third Face. Uh, the name of the album is Do It With A Smile. Third Face are a hardcore band from Nashville. And I got to say right off the bat, this record is one of the best. I shit you not. Hardcore albums. I've heard in a very long time, but also maybe even one that maybe I've ever heard. I know that that's a 
that's a big statement to make, but I really do like this record. A lot of boxes are checked here for me uh, when it comes to what I'm looking for in a hardcore record. Um, the vocals are just almost blood curdling or not even almost just straight up blood curdling and just never let up throughout the whole record. I mean, it's, it's raw and grimy. The riffs are insane. Drumming is excellent. I really like the drum sound. It's got some angular stuff going on uh, with the bass. I also think the bass tone is really good. That being said, it's a very grimy, grimy sounding record. It's grimy as heck. Uh, raw and uh, just really intense and in your face. And that's what I like. That's how I like my hardcore. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that uh, I also really like about it is I do feel that tone wise, it's an exploration of a lot of different ideas and textures that maybe you don't hear so much in hardcore. Although I will say that I've kind of noticed that that's sort of been happening a lot more with a lot of the new sort of wave of hardcore bands. Uh, you know, we've talked uh, Turnstile, The Armed, um, Bark, mm -hmm. Dose from Iowa. Um, and one of the things that I like about kind of the new crop of hardcore bands that I'm hearing is that I feel like they're kind of wearing maybe their influences on their sleeves that aren't just necessarily coming from hardcore, but coming from a bunch of different places. That being said, I do think that this is pretty much a straight up, for the most part, an in-your-face hardcore record. And I think that's exactly what they were trying to make here. It does get kind of weird sometimes. There's sometimes where, and I don't know if this is the production, I'm assuming it's probably the, like a pedal or effect that he's using, but I do hear, I think it might be a phaser pedal, like phasers and stuff like that going on with um, the guitar tone. So it does get kind of a little psychedelic at times, maybe even kind of reverby. And it does kind of create this almost, I don't want to say ambient, but I guess I am like an ambient sort of feel to the production, but it doesn't get like as weird or dissonant as like the armed, for example, mm -hmm. or even turnstile. I think this record is much too much more raw than something like that. I also think that uh, there's there's some ideas here that I really like that maybe play with like improvisation in in particular, like the end of the track "Ally," where for almost two minutes they're kind of doing this like loose composition, which I'm assuming is probably improv, but I don't know. It might have been planned, and so there's almost like an element of like. I don't know, early butthole surfers to that or something. Hmm. Um, but it, that's only for like that moment on that record. It's not, the whole record is nothing like the butthole surfers. Um, but then also there's like the interlude, which is like this really nice instrumental sort of break. And it, it serves, it serves exactly what it's titled. It's it's an interlude. It's basically like an intermission from like the rest of the record. So it's like this instrumental kind of slow core piece that I, you know, I would say if you like stuff like slint, this, that probably wouldn't be like too far from that, but the rest of the time, yeah, it's pretty much just like 
angular in your face, very raw. You know, I've already said it a hundred times, very intense. But from the beginning, I think the indications are there that there's maybe going to be a little bit of, you know, just a touch of experimental stuff kind of going on, or at least tone-wise. Also, that kind of um, dissonant sort of sound or, you know, however you want to call it, it does kind of create kind of this haunting tone to it a little bit. That being said, the distortion and feedback and, you know, just the intensity of, of the instruments being played um, kind of, you know, overpowers that a little bit, but there is just kind of like this sort of interesting way that they, I feel like they kind of dialed in this sound that I, I don't think is too far away from some of the other, like, you know, hardcore bands that are doing just a little bit of experimentation today. Um, yeah, so, I mean, overall, I think this is just an interesting and exciting take on hardcore. Um, you know, I, I went through a phase where I really was not checking into hardcore very much at all. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I got into the, a lot of this stuff around, I don't know, we'll say between like 99 and 2003, and then I just kind of stopped for a little bit um, because for a little while, it just kind of seemed like everything was kind of going stagnant for a little bit, like all the bands that I was hearing kind of just started sounding the same for a little while. And maybe that's, I could be completely wrong. It could also just because I kind of uh, dived out of that for a little bit and I just mm -hmm. wasn't giving anything a chance, but it seems like lately there's just been a lot of hardcore that has been catching my eye. And this is definitely no exception. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think if you like botch and you like early power violence stuff like Orchid, uh, I would also say Closet Witch, um, Converge. I would even say PSYOP or Dryad uh, if you're talking like, you know, local stuff. I, yeah, I mean, I think you would like you would like this band. And I can only imagine that they probably put on a very intense live performance. Um, so what do you think, Eric? Yeah, <clears throat> I liked uh, this quite a bit. It did take me, I had about three false starts, though. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what it was. I, I think this week I was just kind of like not in the mood to hear something aggressive. And so, yeah, I started it like three times and I was just every time I was like, ah, I can't do it right now. <laughs> but then I did finally listen to it. And I, I feel like, the thing that really hooked me and made me keep listening and ultimately enjoying it was that this is presented as basically something that's played continuous. Uh, let's see how to say it. It's played from beginning to end is how it feels. I don't know if they actually recorded it live. And if they did record it live, if they actually recorded this all as one piece or like in one take or whatever but every song on here and every part on here leads into the next part and it just feels kind of like a 22 minute long uh freak out and it that part that part is really what made me start to latch onto it because i was into the third song before i realized even past the first song you know what i mean and so yeah anyway 
it's intense. It's really fast. It's pretty wild. It sounds pretty out of control. But then, like Dan mentioned, some sometimes throughout the record, there's these moments where there's these long, long pieces, you know, uh, long musical interludes. It adds a different element to it, and it, it makes it end up having some elements of being really pretty at times. Uh, maybe that's a strong word. I don't know. Really, like, contemplative, though. Just, like, um, brooding and and mellow and subtle, which is something that you, when you hear the rest of the record, you wouldn't think is even possible. But they kind of do that. Like I said, I loved how it feels like it's all one track. Uh, I thought that was a really cool way to approach it. But yeah, it has elements of uh, metal, hardcore, I would even say some psych, psychedelic stuff in there too, um, especially during those interludes. Um, my background with hardcore is way more limited than Dan's. I didn't have to take a break from it because I was never that super into it. Um, but when you add these experimental elements to it, I it doesn't feel the same to me. Like I, it, of course, there's some connective tissue musically, but as far as the presentation um, and the entire mood and feeling of it, like to me, this doesn't have anything to do with like tough guy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even a similar style of music. And unfortunately, you know, I, because of my limited exposure, uh, when someone says hardcore, my mind instantly flashes to just Boston tough guy kind of stuff like that. And so this is nothing like that. The way it's presented is super smart, super experimental, super emotive. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, I would say of the stuff that I know, uh, it reminded me of Converge. It had elements of that. Bad Brains with sort of off time and this real quick switching between elements and parts and things like that. It actually reminded me a lot of SSD Control, who's like an old school hardcore band that a lot of people don't listen to. I don't think their discography is very deep. Um, and... But it had a lot of elements to that, just the wildness of it, how out of control it was, and even vocally, um, it reminded me a bit of that. And then those longer uh, sort of interludes and things like that, and the brooding nature of it and the vocals reminded me a lot of Conate, um, mm. which I would definitely not say is a hardcore band. But um, all those things together I heard in there. And the like Dan said, the performances are stellar they're just amazing they're super competent i don't you know no one in the band is lacking on any level and it's presented just like it's like a it's like an alarm that's how this record felt to me yeah. like a it just like I, I like a call to arms or something like it really just was a a, a blast of intensity and yeah i i really liked it so that's a great way to put it. You know, it definitely sounds like, like it's an urgency, you know, there's a real urgency to it. And that's like what you were saying to your point, Eric, and I'm sorry if I'm interrupting. Not at um, all. No, I was but <laughs> to your point. That's what I really like about a lot of the new generation of hardcore that I'm hearing mm -hmm. is that it, it doesn't present itself as tough guy. Mm -hmm. It there, there's a lot of, 
I feel a lot of different stuff coming from hardcore that maybe wasn't always there, you know, mm. um, in a lot of the new, I feel like it's, it's a similar thing kind of with like hip hop, you mm. know, there's, yeah, there's just less of a, maybe a macho yeah. sort of thing going on in, in it all together. And, um, you know, when it comes to heavy music, that's the stuff that always spoke to me more so. Yeah. And, and yeah, and talking to you, I know that with you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, I, you know, I think this is a, there's a, a lot of hardcore bands that are just as influenced by Jesus Lizard as sure. say, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know, suicidal tendencies or something mm-hmm. or, or what, or, um, agnostic front or whatever right. you know mm-hmm. what i mean just there's so many different things happening so yeah anyway yeah, yeah it definitely had that jesus lizard sound on the bass by the way yeah, absolutely <laughs> i forgot to mention that yeah but, same here yeah. yeah the bass playing was just amazing it's just wow anyway yeah. good stuff <laughs> yeah good yeah stuff. so speaking of uh intense wild insane aggressive music uh my pick is nothing like that at all um so uh my pick for this week is by a group called exec e-x-e-k the album is called advertise here came out this year um yeah this was a i thought this was a cool record um i don't know how to say it it's really comfortable living letting you live in the songs for a while and that's always something that I really enjoy above anything else. I, I really like people to be confident enough with their songs that they just kind of let you stay there for a minute and just, um, and like I said, live there. Uh, yeah, exec. It's, I don't know. It's not easy to go into great detail about it because I feel like in its subtlety, it's really overt. Like, like I said, the songs are what they are, and they last as long as they last. They're very strange kind of songs, strange moods and, and feelings and presentations, really angular at times, really rhythmic, almost that, like I always say, motoric kind of rhythms um, that are just driving and don't really stop or change. But at the same time, a really super mellow vibe as well. There's elements of no wave, uh, new wave, I would say dream pop, even like uh, goth stuff to an extent. I don't know if people consider goth a a, a genre of music, but I, I think there are some things that can fit in there together really well. Yeah, I feel at a loss with this because... It's like trying to describe Beach House or something. Like, it's not, it's so mellow and so just uh, what it is, it's hard to to find specifics in it. So, as always, when I'm at a loss of actual words, I'll just tell you about some bands that I, that it kind of reminded me of. Uh, Cigarettes After Sex, um, in the sort of mellow, ethereal kind of feel to the whole thing broadcast as far as the vocals um the organ sounds synth sounds things like that and just sort of the presentation overall bell and sebastian as far as 
the the vocals and how they are presented and even maybe some of the melodies and those are sort of the tangible slightly um approachable bands that i can think of the other ones might be like um psychic tv uh tuxedo moon uh esg because there is some funkiness to it um can uh yeah so you see where i'm going with this um <laughs> uh but yeah it's presented really well uh i love everything about it very cool guitar work cool synths organs electronics throughout um I enjoyed it. And like Dan said about the last record for him, this one checked a lot of boxes for me and um, I just really liked it. Yeah. What'd you think, Dan? Yeah, this, uh, I, I listened to this probably about four or five times. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I, uh, I was, and still kind of am in the best ways, just at a loss for words, but Mm -hmm. it's like, I just think this is a really, really cool record. It's not a record that, I mean, five years ago, maybe even one year ago, Hmm. that if you would have played me something like this and said, you're eventually going to listen to this five times in one week, (laughs) it, I would have just laughed in your face. Like there just would have been no way. Um, But every time I went back to it, it got more and more intriguing to me. So I'm going to, you know, I I took some notes and I'm going to try and explain uh, what this record meant to me the best that I can. It's very soothing and oddly hypnotic at times and has an eeriness to it. But I also kind of felt like almost like a, like a buildup to something that never really happened, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I almost felt like, the person singing vocals was just on the cusp of just going off the edge, (laughs) but never quite got like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. like it almost felt like, let's say that you, um, I don't know, you're driving down like the interstate. It's super late at night and you fall asleep for a couple seconds behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. And then you're in the median and you wake up and you're like, Oh crap. And then you like hit the brakes Like if that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like it almost had that sort of like, and I don't know if it was the tone or presentation of like just the the songs, but I'm glad that they didn't go off into, you know, crazy chaotic territory. Mm -hmm. Cause I think that would have ruined it, honestly, but it almost sounds like a panic attack coming on, but Mm -hmm. then like, you know, you find a way to control it before it happens. You know what I mean? Or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great description. That's kind of how it felt like to me. Um, so it was like a build up to something that never happened. <laughs> like <it's>, nice. <laughs> overall, I would call this record, like, <laughs> if I had to describe what this record is, if somebody took pop music and blasted it with a bunch of radiation, and then that pop music turned into a mutant, that's what this is mm-hmm. to me. Like, And when I say pop music, I don't mean that it's pop music in terms of like Britney Spears or something. It's like pop music in terms of like Brit pop or something, or like it has elements of dub. It has elements of kraut rock, post-punk funk, um, and just a lot of interesting composition choices. Uh, I think, you know, one thing that I really liked 
and I've been kind of delving further into like kraut rock and a mm. lot of that I credit to you Eric because that's kind of stuff that I've always mm. kind of had a curiosity about right. but I never really mm. actually delved into until mm. you know I was kind of like I had to listen to it which is great <laughs> you know it's great that you mm. know like I had to listen to can for instance you know mm. what I mean the songs start with like one progression and then a whole bunch of other progressions are kind of layered on top of it. Mm -hmm. So like in that way, I think kid a from Radiohead would be a good comparison. Mm -hmm. My favorite track hands down though is unseasonable warmth. Mm -hmm. Like the baseline throughout that whole song is just so cool. It's just, it's very repetitive but there's all these like different compositions and it's like, you know, it kind of, I feel like in a weird sort of way that the way that the songs are structured are almost like a hip hop beat. Mm-hmm. And because it it's very repetitive, but then there's all, all this other stuff that is kind of going on on top of like the repetitive rhythms. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One another thing that I really thought was really interesting was like the lyrics to the first proper song, I'm after your best interest. And maybe this is why I kind of feel like it was like it sounded almost like a, the audio equivalent of a panic attack coming mm-hmm. on. Because I mean, I don't know what exactly he's singing about, but it does seem to be like some sort of midlife crisis or something. Mm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm misinterpreting that. And I don't know, maybe I'm hearing the lyrics wrong, but is he singing like, are you pregnant? I don't know actually. Okay. Yeah. Cause it sounded to me like, he's like, are you pregnant? Like he's hmm. asking like a, like an ex girlfriend or something, but I, you yeah. know, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it just that's the of... funny thing about the, the vocals on this record is like, it's very clear. It, the enunciation is very clear. Everything about it, you can hear every single word. But if you ask me, what did they say in any of these songs? I have no idea because it moves. Yeah. It moves quickly, and it moves exactly. so staccato. It you know, it's like da, 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 those are how the words are presented, and so Absolutely. yeah, it almost becomes another like subliminal instrument or something. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, so on on the track uh, back to uh, my favorite track, mm-hmm. um, which is Unseasonable Warmth, there's also an element of that that uh, really reminds me of almost like like a 50s like love song or 50s mm-hmm. or 60s like oldies or something. I don't know, like a Buddy Holly song or something or mm-hmm. like... Um, a doo-wop song or something in, in a weird sort of way. There's like that, that sort of element. And I also think the production, because at times it almost sounds very nautical. If that makes any sense, like it sounds like it's recorded underwater. For sure. Yeah. Um, So it's got this really weird, almost like lethargic Mm -hmm. feeling to it. Uh, Like I'm just picturing like a, like a blue room or something, you know? And it's, I don't know. That's, that's just kind of, um, how how i'm viewing uh but it's such a fascinating record if 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 i were to recommend this to some friends of mine that maybe aren't into this kind of thing 
I would just tell them the best way to do it is just to, uh, you know, just listen to it, delve mm-hmm. right in and don't have me describe it to you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think if somebody would have tried to describe mm-hmm. this to me, I, I would have lost interest. And by the way, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the lyrics right now. Yeah. So this is the part that I heard. Mm-hmm. Um, so listen to this. This is really interesting. The various pictures, the many problems, like lips that drag along the ocean floor and pick up every whore with fishy breath. Now I imagine there's a few. Your old mate might know. You're looking pregnant. Are you pregnant? Now I, ma- I imagine you don't mind having surgery. Routine wow. procedure. I still need you to be still for now. Wow. Yes. That's some wild and so stuff. What, <laughs> what is, you know, like, like that is... If I were to sit down with the singer of this band or the, <laughs> yeah. or the guy who sung this song, I would be like, what are you talking about? Because right. <laughs> like, honestly, for some reason, and this doesn't happen often, but for some reason, just the way that that was presented mm-hmm. on the song caught my ear. I was like, are yeah. you pregnant? What kind yeah. of, what? I don't know. It's it's here. Maybe I'm just That's looking cool. too much into it. No, I think it's cool. I think it's uh, like I mentioned, cigarettes after sex. It's kind of the same way. Like if you put something in a subtle enough way, you can say almost anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know if you've listened to much cigarettes after sex, but it is perverted stuff. I have never heard <laughs> cigarettes after sex. Oh, but I you, would imagine I, they're with great. a name. I love them. with a name like cigarettes after sex. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me that they're. Perfect. Yeah. And <laughs> that's the thing. I I think it's one of the worst band names of all time. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's truly amazing music. And I love sure. it. But if you really listen to what they're saying, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. So yeah. It, this is similar. That is some wild stuff. It's, it's, it's some weird stuff. And so, yeah, it totally seems like this. That's totally the definition of like, somebody to me that's like going into the mind of somebody who's just about ready to lose it you know because to me to me he seems to be writing some seems to be singing some pretty out there stuff yeah but has to do with you know your new mate and maybe jealousy and maybe feelings of resentment i'm not really sure and but uh, aside from all of this um (laughs) the because I don't have, uh, just like you with hardcore, I don't really have a lot of reference points for this mm-hmm. kind of, like, I feel like you're way more well-versed and we've talked about this, kraut rock, dub, uh, post-punk, even no wave. Uh, the three bands that came to mind uh, mm-hmm. were Beak, mm-hmm. um, Can, for sure. And then also uh, Retros. Sure. Um, yeah. Now, Retros is not, Retros is way more um, chaotic <laughs> mm-hmm. than this, uh, but it, just in the song structure, in the way that, you know, uh, the songs are just kind of almost like, they're almost designed to make the listener feel a bit uncomfortable. There are times where it sounds like they're just purposely, and this is not in any way supposed to be a negative thing. In fact, I really like this about it. They're really challenging the idea of what, a proper note for this part is supposed to be or a proper chord change is supposed to be or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there's a lot of different ideas as far as like song structure, I feel going on in 
well, retros can and beak and mm -hmm. um, with exec. And uh, so I'm sorry, I'm taking like way too long talking. It's about okay. Your, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because a lot of times I think we just present our opinions about things and we move on, but sometimes we actually get into a discussion about Absolutely. a record. And I think that's just fine as well. And Absolutely. Sometimes and, a record is so hard to pinpoint that yeah. that's what you have to do. And, and that's this record. I think I'm going to be spending more time with it because mm -hmm. I'm really wanting to find out what the hell's going on. Yeah. And they've been doing <laughs> like, it. They've been doing it for a while. Uh, yeah. They have a lot of music out. So I am looking forward to going back and listening through the rest Absolutely. of it as well. It's, it's, it's intrigued me. And the other yeah. thing that's interesting is that this is on Castle Face Record. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. The guy the guy from the OCs is that's he's the guy who owns that label. Okay. So kind of so, a psych thing. They are also from Australia. So Australia. yes, yes. You know, that element of psych too. I mean, I'm sure that they must play with all of the you know, a lot of the people we've talked about from that Australian psych scene and stuff. So absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's yeah, this was a really interesting pick. This this one really uh intrigued me. And that's kind of why I'm why I described it earlier as like if pop music, if if you could take like a living form that is pop music, mm -hmm. all pop music that we've ever heard, and then just blast it with radiation and then have <laughs> yeah. it come back as like this mutant yeah that's what i mean and i don't know that that yeah. might be a ridiculous <laughs> description and it is it's a mellow mutant <laughs> yeah exactly a mellow mute well a mellow mutant that is almost gonna have a panic attack so what's gonna happen is it's gonna be like the thing from uh or um not the thing uh the blob <laughs> no 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 from fantastic four what's his name ben Grimm. Uh, oh yeah the, the blob isn't that a, he's called the thing, isn't he? Yeah, I think Just he is. Thing. I think, I think yeah. he is called thing. But anyway, yeah, like you know, when he kind of has his like fits of rage, <laughs> but then like the other members of the Fantastic Four hold him back. That's oh, what yeah. this is. Yeah. This is the Ben Grimm of pop music. Um, wow, I love yeah. it. I like yeah. that. Wow, it's it's like, hold on, you can't get that angry, but I know you're upset about. I don't know what it is, but. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, wow. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I I think, you know, if you're listening, you should you should give this uh, record a shot. I mean, absolutely. If it makes us this confused, you're obviously <laughs> going to like it. So, yeah. And, and, and a lot of you are probably like, well, I'll like anything that confuses Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the local? Record? I want to talk about the local record. All right, cool. This is this is local. Yes, absolutely. Super cool. <laughs> I don't know why I got so <laughs> positive all of a sudden? Wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what though? We should be that positive about this record because it's we should. It's awesome. It is. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> like. I, I don't. I'm already get, ruining it. Yeah, I'm, I'm ruining the surprise. But anyway, I don't get energized by music that much anymore. Like for real, I. I and it's probably because I'm old and jaded and just kind of a dick these days. But so anyway, this week or this episode, we're reviewing Penny Peach Ego Party. Now, this album came out 
this year, but quite a while ago. Um, maybe we're a little behind on it. Um, but it's it. I I don't know. I I'm gonna try to put it into words. But it really was super cool. Like surprisingly, not because of I any preconceived notions that I had about any of it. Uh, just when you're really taken aback by something because it's so cool and that's how i felt about it um penny peach uh it seems to be i don't know i i don't know who all played on this so and according to Bandcamp, it only listed ellie hoffmeyer as penny peach so i assume that she played everything uh i might be wrong the performances are amazing on here uh it was mixed by avery moss who i only tangentially sort of know uh they would come in and visit, or not visit, shop <laughs> at the music store I worked at, and we would talk about synthesizers a lot. They're also in a, a project called Die Mad, which I'm excited to check out soon. But yeah, uh, Ellie Hoffmeyer is uh, Iowa Iowa City musician. Penny Peach has been going for a little while now. And unfortunately, this I think I've seen him, but I think this is the first time I've sat down and listened to something by him. Um, like I said, I was pretty blown away by it. Just very, very cool all around. Uh, super inventive songs, um, not only stylistically, but arrangement-wise, uh, performance-wise. They feel really thought out and expanded. Um, just really cool songs, smart arrangements. And the production just feels fully realized. Like every sound considered, changed, and perfected um, until it sounded exactly the way it was supposed to sound. The feel of the whole record changes and moves, but uh, is cohesive at the same time. It's really kind of druggy at times, but soulful also kind of psychedelic at times but also kind of like no wave at times and at other times it just rocks the fuck out like it really does the guitar solo on don't wanna destroys and it's amazing um the instrumentation like i said and performances are just really cool the vocals are so great whether they be and they move around and they change a lot um, sometimes their doubled vocals are even with a harmony. And at those moments, it's, it's really mellow and pretty. Other times it, it's just, uh, belted out, just really cool, confident singing. I tried to come up with some people that I thought it, the vocals kind of sounded like, and, you know, it's a short list, uh, maybe a little bit like Liz Fair at times when it's being a little mellow and druggy. Patty Smith, as far as um, just the raw delivery of it all. And I, for probably, I've listened to this maybe four times, and every time I was like, I know who this reminds me of so much, and I can't think of it. And then today I finally did. It remind, the vocals remind me a lot of Chrissy Hind from The Pretenders. And I know that a lot of people are going to say, ooh, The Pretenders, but the Pretenders were pretty cool. They're one of those bands that were sort of betrayed by their own popularity. You know, they become known as something else. But really, Chrissy Hines' voice is throaty and powerful and confident. Uh, also, just lazy enough to be cool. 
And I felt like Ellie Hoffmeyer's vocals were like that, but also just their own thing too. Uh, I can't express enough how confident and sure every element of this album is, you know, and honestly, I can't wait to hear more and I can't wait to go back and listen to more of it. And I can't wait to see it live having sort of listened to it a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know. I wish I could say more because I really think it deserves that, but I guess I kind of said everything I need to say. what do you think, Dan? Uh, yeah, this was a very cool record. Um, and it goes a lot of different places. As you said, Eric, it starts out, uh, the first track catacombs, you know, sounds kind of like a, like a grunge punk song or something like, so it wouldn't sound too like the riff wouldn't sound too out of place on like a Nirvana record, you know, mm -hmm. uh, pretty nineties sounding riff, heavy punk, but I also don't want to, you know, I'm kind of hesitant to say that cause it's anything but a throwback it's totally just like its own thing for sure but from there it delves into bluesy noise rock the vocals get really soulful at times it does get a little weird sometimes too which i really like mm -hmm. sometimes i can't tell if the drums are actual drums or drum machines which i mean that's a weird way to put it because drum machines are actual drums as well but Electronic drums, I guess, mm -hmm. is what I meant to say. And yeah, some of the songs kind of display this almost like, I don't want to, I'm trying to think of a way to put it, like almost like a bedroom pop sort of feel mm -hmm. to it, but not not too outsider-ish. And it definitely is not like anything lo-fi or anything. Like I think the production on this, it absolutely just kills. It, it sounds fantastic. I agree with you 100% that, sounds like early Liz Fair at times. Um, another thing that I kind of heard was like, like Julie and a Hatfield hmm. kind of going on as well. Uh, the guitars at times are very dirgy and fuzzy and, you know, I really like it kind of like, but in a much different way, like third face. Um, I, there's an urgency in this record. I feel um, her voice is just really powerful. And, oh, man, is it impressive, the range that she can hit. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes her voice is just really, really nice. It's just a really, I mean, she, she can just sing her heart out. And then it's just like, next thing you know, she's kind of doing this, like, yelling sort of thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so this this touch this touches on everything from punk to indie rock to blues yeah, just a lot of range, and I can't really say anything else about it except that it rules. Um, you know, I would say that if you like Nirvana, White Stripes even, but the one uh, band and vocalist that this really reminded me of, um, Christina Martinez from Boss Hog. Hmm. I, I definitely heard a lot of Boss Hog in this as yeah. well. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know if you're familiar with Boston mm -hmm. or not. Yeah. There's there's like this sort of um, absurdity about Boss Hog that I kind of feel is maybe present in this record as well, but in a in a really, really good way. And when I say absurdity, I kind of yeah. think that like the um, content is sort of meant to be that way. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. That's my perception anyway. 
but it, it's it's a killer record and i agree with you i really want to see this live um because yeah. i've actually watched some uh some of penny peach's performances mm. on youtube before oh, and cool. um it doesn't i was kind of surprised to hear this because huh. a lot of her earlier performances um didn't really sound like this to me and that's maybe that's because i wasn't paying attention enough and and i liked what i heard mm -hmm. but when i heard this i was just like wow this seems to be heading into a different direction and it's a very cohesive record and yeah it's a it's very much a record that i could sit down and listen to from beginning to end no problem it's yeah fantastic i also really like the song um like a really good example of i guess absurd absurdity factor is the song if the shoe fits mm -hmm. yeah th this is a really cool record so if you like all that stuff that eric and i mentioned um yeah. you need to check this record out because there's some good music being made in iowa right now for sure like honestly if you listen to this show i don't see how you wouldn't like this record i, I don't honestly even... i can't imagine that so <laughs> but can, yeah can you imagine dragons though let me see no oh, no okay. i just see um iguanas with wings oh that's that sounds um terrifying <laughs> like are they big iguanas <laughs> big guanas is that iguanas. there used to be a mexican restaurant in hills iowa that i used to eat at called mm. iguanas mexican mm. food was it good oh it was delicious are they still around no nope they oh. closed shoot i was hoping maybe they could sponsor our show <laughs> Oh, oh man all right well <laughs> well folks thank you thank you for listening and please check out everything that we've reviewed yeah on this episode and all of our previous episodes and then let us Wait, know of which think. there are 82 at this point there are 82 episodes i think yeah so this will be episode 83 won't yeah it? so catch up fools catch catch up and ladies and gentlemen if you have any questions for us or have any ideas for things to review mm -hmm. uh or just want to talk to us or any local area groups that you think we should mm -hmm. cover or interview uh just shoot me or eric a message on instagram or facebook i'm back on facebook oh shit yeah back that's for style. real <laughs> so yeah facebook it's 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 in style it's in style it's the new style yeah, four and three and two and two. one. All right, guys. And now we're out. You guys all have a good uh, week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh. Yeah, all right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.